Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 44 of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. And as it has been for quite some time now, Randy Cash is way over there through computer land. Hey, how you doing? What's up? (laughs) Every time I've said that, like every radio show podcast we've done for what, four, five, six, seven, eight, 12 years, always said the same thing. Hey, what's up? Or what's up? Hey, one of the two. See, there you go. Like, that's that whole thing of like OCD life. I'm very easy to entertain because the things that make me laugh, they just keep getting funnier, like over time. So I'm sure it'll probably make me laugh forever. So there you go. Absolutely. Well, good. And then I got an easy one in my back pocket to make you laugh. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) No, I've always been that way. I've always been the person, even as like a little kid that like, if something was funny, I would be like, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. Like I was constantly that kid and it just really hasn't gone anywhere as I've gotten older. So anyways, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Laughing's a good thing. So anyway, yeah, I think it's pretty awesome. I got to be honest. I use a lot of humor in my work. Also, I have found that, you know, when dealing with difficult topics or, you know, talking to couples, especially couples that might be really struggling, sometimes it's helpful to have some humor to maybe break the tension a little bit. I don't ever want to not take something seriously. Right. But I do try to, you know, throw some little interesting, funny bits in there when I can. And I I think it kind of works. I think it helps. It's good for the soul. What's on your mind this week? Oh, man. Well, first of all, I have to ask, have you done your disc yet? I have not. I'm uh, in the midst of merging my business together with somebody. So um, I have have a stand-up gig coming up I have not rehearsed for in two days that I need to prepare for. I will. Was I supposed to have it done by today? No, not necessarily. Okay. I got my, I got certified officially this week though. I got my, I know, right? I'm so excited. Um, I'm going to have to devote like a whole series of episodes to the disc because I honestly don't think I can explain all of it in just a really short period of time. So once we get you to do yours, um, we'll debrief it like on the air a little bit or on the air, whatever this is, on the recording a little bit. And then I'll have to do some episodes explaining to people why they may need a disc profile of their own. Because it really is an awesome personality assessment that sort of gives some insight into who you are, the reasons you show up the way that you do, what motivating factors are present in your life and kind of your best work environment. So, you know, you're talking about like merging your businesses. It might give you some insight into your best working environment. I don't know. So wouldn't be a bad thing to, you know, jump on at some point in the near future. Just saying. I promise I will get it done before the weekend. <laughs> promise. Okay. 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 I won't, I won't nag you about it. I promise. Um, No. So it has been, I swear, I feel like since the last time we recorded, like a thousand things have happened, but, um, I have had some positive feedback come through. People are saying that they like the shorter podcast. So I'm working on it. I'm a very wordy person. I've got lots to say. I've always had big opinions. So trying to squeeze that into like 15 to 20 minutes is not easy, but I'm trying. I'm working on it. So I do appreciate the feedback, though. I really do, because I want it to be helpful for people listening um, and don't want to bore them. But man, sometimes it's hard to get myself on task. So here we go. Okay. Last week, I talked a little bit about the importance of creating what I call a same team mentality 
in your relationships. And I had a few questions come through. People were like, you didn't really talk much about it. You sort of glossed over it and then moved on. But would you devote more time to it? So actually, my blog on Monday of this week was all about it. So if you'd rather read about it or if you want more detail, please go look at the blog on lindsaywalden.com. You can read the whole thing. But I thought I would go through a little bit of an explanation as to what I mean by the same team mentality. So essentially, it's this idea that when you're in a relationship with someone else, which I guess that's how you would be in a relationship, right? I mean, with yourself. But in this case, I'm talking about when you're in a relationship with someone else. Um How do you treat the connection? Do you treat the connection as though you're on the same team, building a life and goals and dreams and all of those things together? Or do you find yourself being really at odds with your partner, your significant other, maybe holding things, you know, against them from the past, finding reasons to be, you know, just against one another? So, One of the lessons in my relationship communication workshop talks about this in a whole lot more detail. So if you're listening to this and you go look at the blog and you're like, man, I really need some more detail, you can always sign up for the workshop because I also go through a whole lot more detail that I just can't get into on the podcast. But here are a few questions that I thought would be helpful to give you guys listening that you can kind of imagine and ask yourself how this applies to your relationship. Okay. So the first question I want you to ask, am I holding on to past pain points and then I'm holding them against my partner in the present? So this could be big things. This could be little things. This is just something that you find yourself not able to like move past or let go of. And then you're kind of finding yourself holding it as resentment or reasons to kind of poke at the other person or just be like mad at them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, those things are hard to let go of. And the only way I found to do it, man, is to bring it up and talk about it. Otherwise, they just yeah. lingering, just get worse and worse and worse. And for me personally, when it gets to that stage, there's generally no going back for me. I hear you. And by no means am I suggesting keep it inside. I am suggesting if you are noticing that you're holding on to some pain or some you know, issues from the past, talking about it and working through it really is going to be the answer. Holding on to it and using it as ammunition against your partner, not what we're going for, okay? Um, the second one, do I give my partner the benefit of the doubt or do I automatically assume the worst intentions? Like if something happens, do I give them a chance to explain it. If I don't understand something, do I automatically hold it against them and, you know, convince myself that they're against me? Or do I bring it up and ask them, hey, can you clarify your intention? Can you can you give me an idea of what it is that you're attempting to achieve with whatever it is that just happened? That's the same team mentality. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. This doesn't mean avoiding issues or acting like, you know, problems aren't there, but it is about not always jumping to the worst case scenario. And I feel like in real, honestly, in life, that's kind of hard, but in relationships, it happens quite a bit. Um, When you have a disagreement, do you approach things with healthy, balanced communication or does it feel like you're just throwing 
like venom and vitriol back and forth, right? Because that's not going to help anything. If you want to solve a problem, having courageous conversation and learning how to use your words in a healthy direction, that's what we're going for. We're not trying to just throw words back and forth and like kind of hope something sticks. Okay. Um, the fourth one, and this one I feel like is almost like a necessity for any relationship success. Do you have a base friendship underneath the romance? Like if the romantic element disappeared, what would be left? Would you have a friendship that's based on trust, on genuine compassion and care and love? Or is the romantic element the only thing holding you together? Almost thinking of like, you know, your significant other as a best friend. You may have multiple best friends. That's fine. But does your significant other actually land on the list? I think that's a huge important point that a lot of times we don't really think about when we think about romantic relationships. But that base friendship is going to carry us a really long way. It really is. There, the last relationship that I had, I remember right before we broke up, my ex asked me, I know that you love me, but do you even really like me? And that got Aww. me to think. And I was like, you know, I don't like this person very much, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. that's, a, that's a terrible place to be. Well, but it's honest, though, to be able to admit that to yourself. And I'm not suggesting that you then look at your significant other and say something hurtful, right? That whole like best of intentions thing. But it is an important thing to evaluate. And if you're lacking that element, it doesn't mean that it can't be salvaged or that you can't learn how to develop that friendship. But you do want to ask yourself, like, do I have a base level friendship with this person? And if it wasn't for the romance, what would we have? Right? Yeah, absolutely. The person that I'm seeing now, we were friends first, actually. And there you I go. Mean, we're not going to ever date. She's never going to want anything to do with me. And <laughs> lo and behold, actually, because we, we get along really, really well. And we, we just That's kinda, great. It just started dating. It's, it's been very, it's been pretty painless, actually, I must say. Yeah, I totally get that. You know, sometimes even in my relationship, my brain is like, wait a minute. You mean like we're on the same page about things and then I'll find myself wanting to fight for a point and then realize, wait, they're agreeing with me. Oh, okay. This is kind of awesome. I like it. You know, um, another big key point is how much resentment has built up over the time you've been together. And do you have a way to let some of that resentment steam off the top? Because if you let it continue to build, not only will it fester and sort of smolder beneath the surface, but ultimately it does turn into bitterness. You know, the more that there is resentment present and the more you find yourself being, you know, just everything they do just makes you angry or it makes you feel like you just want to like scream, that could be a good indication that you've got some resentment beneath the surface. And it doesn't mean that talking about it is necessarily fun or easy, but the more you get the junk out, the easier it is to kind of move forward with this same team mentality. It is possible, okay, but you got to check the resentment. That's a big, big key to this whole same team mentality. I'll say resentment has been the one of the leading causes of most of the demises from uh, the relationships I've been involved with. 
I could believe that. I think it, it builds. No, no, no. I don't mean it like that. It, it builds beneath the surface. And a lot of times you don't even realize it until it's like super, super big. And then by that point, you might feel so at odds with each other that it's really hard to find middle ground. And so I didn't mean that like Randy has resentment and we can tell. Right. But it is it is something to be aware of. Um, here's a question to ask yourself when you have good news, well, really, or bad news either. When you have news to share, is your significant other somebody that's like the first you want to tell, or are they like way down on the list? You know, I sort of kind of believe that you should be each other's biggest fan. You know, you want each other to succeed when, when they've got good news, you're happy for them. When they've got bad news, you empathize with them and you, you can show some sympathy and some care and some compassion, but that when you've got news of any kind to share, who's the first person you want to share it with? What does that look like? And can you cheer each other along that journey, cheer each other on along that journey? Yeah. Being supportive. Whether it's yeah. good news, you know, yeah, you're there to celebrate. And if it's not so good news, you got to be there to help out. Absolutely. And then that kind of leads to the seventh question of, does your relationship feel like a soft place to fall? If you've had a terrible day, do you look forward to coming home and having the the safety and security and love from your partner? Or is coming home like the last thing you want to do? Does it feel like you'd rather go and spend your evening with someone else because it doesn't feel safe at home? Now, any one of these things you could say, you know, no to or maybe not have like a positive answer to. And that's not a reason to think that the relationship can't survive or that you should just exit. In fact, I'm rarely in the camp of saying just, you know, get out, right? Like, I really think that pretty much every relationship has some salvageability. That being said, I think it's important to be able to start asking these difficult questions of yourself so that you are, you know, better able to show up in your relationship and have those courageous conversations to work through whatever problems might exist. And it and it's not easy. I'll be honest, it really isn't. But it's rewarding and it's worth it if you're willing to do the work. Yeah, it's not necessarily saying you got to bail, but sometimes you need to take a different approach to things to get a better result, you know? Absolutely. And that's that's really what happened with the whole concept of this relationship communication workshop that I wanted to provide sort of a, a container of sorts with all of my best practices from therapy land so that couples can kind of consume the info and figure out where they fall on these different spectrums. And then if they decide they need some additional you know, support or they want to work with me one on one. They have that option, but it, it's sort of a way for them to consume it in the privacy of their own home and really start taking an inventory of their relationship. So I'm, I'm really excited about the feedback that I'm hearing that people are taking the actual pieces from the workshop and like applying it to their lives. And that just makes me so happy. That's awesome. And a lot of times I would imagine this stuff's easier to do with, you know, the privacy of your own home, the comfort of your own home, if you will. Sure. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the, the workshop, essentially, you you download the free relationship communication guide. I'll put a link in the actual description of this podcast for you to click on. And then from there, you get to decide if you want to go through the short mini version of the workshop or the full big version of the workshop and really start to, you know, work to get your communication back on track. And I, I have so much faith in the ability of people to kind of reset things and and kind of get back on the page that they want to be on. So 
I really hope that that more people will continue going through it. Likewise. Yay. Yay. <sighs> okay, see, I think we're doing pretty good. What was that? Like 15 minutes or something? Hey, or something. I can do this. Or so, hey, it's close enough. <laughs> All right. So if people want to follow along with you and your comedy, I hear you're back at it. Where can they find you, Mr. Cash? On the Instagrams at our cash comedy. All right. If people want to follow along with all of the stuff I've got going on, go to lindsaywalden.com. You can find the blog. You can find past podcast episodes. You can find links to the workshops. All of that is at lindsaywalden.com. On the various social media platforms, on Facebook, I'm at this is, excuse me, no, on Facebook, I am at Lindsay Walden Consulting or at Lindsay Walden Therapy. On Instagram, it's at this is Lindsay Walden. On Pinterest, it's Therapy Thoughts. And on TikTok, it's at This Is Lindsay Walden. So I hope you will follow and connect with me there. Until next week, keep on living your best life. And we will be back next week with more.